Welcome, Dharma friends. How's the sound? Very good. So um, it's getting pretty exciting around here. We're gearing up for the arrival of Reverend Edie Brown and uh, there will be her transmission event taking place all next week. So um, our good friend continues to teach and practice the Dharma, even though she's moved away from Santa Cruz Zen Center. And um, she's coming down here for her transmission ceremony event that takes seven days. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about this thing that's called transmission in our lineage. So there's a, uh, like a lot of things in, in Zen, there's the two truths of transmission, I'm calling it. Uh, there's the practical truth of transmission and the ultimate or absolute truth. The practical uh, side of things is, is just the fact that um, is it, you know every all all of these sort of what do we call these spiritual stages or levels of say uh, lay ordination and priest ordination and and lay entrustment and entrust and uh, transmission. What's a, what's a good what's a good group name for those, Gene? I call them expressions of devotion. <laughs> I like that. I really do. All of these uh, expressions of devotion are actually expressed before the robe is put on. Before you put on the blue rakasu or the, the black okesa, or the green rakasu, or the brown okesa. All of them are expressed fully beforehand. You, uh, you step into a role that is already in progress, that you've already been demonstrating your affinity for, your, your um, focus for, your passion for. And um, so, uh, so Edie has been a priest now for about seven years. And um, uh, she taught here in Santa Cruz uh, when, when she was living here. She taught a death and dying class. She gave occasional lectures. She uh, co-taught uh, classes during practice period. And as we all uh, benefited from her co-teaching of, of the class on the um, poetry of women ancestors um, uh, this, uh, this winter and early spring. And, um, uh, up in up in uh, Canada, she's she continues to be a chaplain uh, through a hospice program up there. She zooms into Santa Cruz Hospice, where she continues to um, to do uh, a chaplaincy work on Zoom here in Santa Cruz, and she's. Uh, started a um, sitting group in the small town that she lives in, in, uh, uh, in Canada. So she's, she's already 
teaching the Dharma and saving all beings and, um, and uh, is ready to put on this brown robe. Um, she and I have known each other for the entire, she, she was here when I got here 30 years ago. So we've known each other for 30 years and then started working together formally um, uh, uh, through her, her, her um, priest ordination and, and training. And she's uh, kind of demonstrated uh, her sincerity to follow this bodhisattva path and uh, take part in uh, Sangha life. And, um, and uh, that's sort of the practical end, the practical side, the practical truth of her becoming a Dharma teacher, becoming a Dharma heir and carrying on Suzuki Roshi's lineage. Um, Patrick, I see a note from Mary. Yes. Says, um, I'll go to the chat. Also, the important part of uh, ask Mary what she needs to finish the last piece. Mary, you can speak up. Um, Oops, you, you, you're, 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 you turned yourself off. She was also a member of the board of directors and its president for many, many years. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to give her that credit. No, no that, that's, that's very true. That's very true. She, she really has demonstrated her um, engagement in the life of this Zen Center. And in, 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 uh, as a board member and, and in many other ways. Thank you for, for, for saying that. So um, Dogen, Dogen wants us to know um, uh, about the, the ultimate truth of transmission. Rosie. Thank you, um, Patrick. I, I would love it if you could just say a few words as you did to me about um, how um, Catherine inspired her. Well, Catherine, of course, was her, her root teacher, her first teacher. Um, is there a particular direction that you wanted me to go with that? Well, I, I just remember, I think that you said that, that she met Catherine at Tassajara. Yes. Yes, even before Catherine was here. Um, yes. Um, she was going to Tassajara and met Catherine. And I don't know if Catherine told her she was coming to Santa Cruz or, or whether uh, when she came here, Edie just uh, discovered um, that she was here in Santa Cruz. But um, but Catherine it definitely was um, her first teacher, and and uh, kind of uh, you know planted uh, deep roots in the Dharma uh, with with Edie even 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 before Catherine uh, was a teacher here. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. Very important piece for me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all of us, I think. You're, you're, you're very welcome. Um, uh, so Dogen, Dogen gives us the, the, um, the second truth of transmission. And of course, the, the whole the whole deal with these two truths is that they're they're not uh, you you can't pull them apart and, and and look at one without the other. But um, Dogen talks about uh, you know Dogen was in his early twenties when he went to China to learn uh, to learn about the school of just sitting Buddhism, just sitting Zen, and um, 
at some point, uh, uh, the teacher there, Tendon Yojo, uh, showed him uh, showed him papers, transmission papers um, of the lineage. Uh, I don't think they were Nyojo's papers, but uh, in, in Nyojo had uh, uh, had transmission papers, and Dogen was moved to tears by this idea that um, that you that you you studied with a teacher um, so completely that you you. Um, uh, were verified as someone who knew the whole works or who practiced the whole works. I think that's a better way of saying it, who practiced the whole works. And um, uh, this, this moved Dogen uh, very deeply, seeing, knowing that there was such a relationship. And, and that may have deepened his relationship with Yojo. I mean, uh, Dogen was a, a visitor. Uh, Dogen, uh, you know, in those days when you traveled across oceans, even, even uh, smaller oceans like between China and Japan, you, you visited for a long time because, uh, because it was such an arduous journey. And so, so he was going to be there for a long time. But, um, but uh, he, he first saw that this idea of, of, uh, of holding the Dharma treasure was about relationship, was about um, one relationship in particular with uh, your teacher and about a relationship with the whole lineage uh, and the lineage of the future and the students of the future and the students of the past. It was about establishing such, such a relationship that it, it moved him quite deeply. And um, he writes about this transmission process in a fascicle, uh, in an essay called Face-to-Face -face Transmission. He starts it out saying, once Shakyamuni Buddha on Vulture Peak in the midst of a vast assembly of beings held up a flower, winked, and the, vener and the venerable Mahakashyapa who was in the assembly, one of, one of um, Buddha's students, smiled. Those three elements, holding up a flower, winking. Sometimes it's called blinking. I think winking makes it sound like a mahakashapa, pay attention to this. I think it was blinking, a blink of attention, a blink of being a human body. Um, and the venerable mahakashapa, got the whole works, knew that this was a timeless moment and um, smiled. Then Shakyamuni said, I have the treasury of the true Dharma I, the inconceivable mind of Nirvana. This I entrust to Mahakashyapa. And of course they already had a relationship um, extending for quite a long time. Mahakashyapa was Buddha's attendant. Um, it says here, um, night and day, venerable Mahakashyapa closely attended Shakyamuni Buddha and spent his whole life being intimately illuminated by the Buddha face. Uh, so, so they had, they had, um, 
they had forged this relationship already and uh, and uh, had had this relationship that Dogen that Dogen started to understand as he studied with Tendo Nyojo. And at this moment of holding the flower, realizing their human bodies and the attention that uh, was manifest in this room for the teaching of the Dharma, um, Mahaki Kashyapa gave a smile of, I know, I know this moment. I, 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 I know this, this timeless moment of the teaching of Dharma. And, uh, and uh, Shakyamuni recognized, verified for, for Maha Kashyapa that I know you have this understanding and, and announced to the assembly that um, I entrust this Dharma to you. I entrust you to carry on this, this teaching as the next, the next generation. I kind of imagine it kind of like the Mona Lisa smile, you know, you know not a big grin, uh, uh, but just a smile of, of recognition. I know this moment. I am, I am, uh, I am hearing you, Shakyamuni. Uh, I know you are seeing me. And that was the attention that they gave to each other. Dogen says, this is the meaning of transmitting the treasury of the true Dharma eye face to face from Buddha to Buddha. Then Dogen talks about um, his own transmission. I first offered incense and bowed formally to my late teacher, old Buddha Tendo Nyojo, in the abbot's room on the first day of the fifth month of Bao King of Great Song, the year of Bao King of Great Song, which, um, which uh, Kaz Tanahashi says was 1225. The first day of May, that's coming up in just, in just a few days, uh, about uh, almost exactly um, um, 800 years. Uh, give or take a couple of years. Um, upon this occasion, he transmitted Dharma finger to finger, face to face, and said to me, the Dharma gate of face to face transmission from Buddha to Buddha, ancestor to ancestor is realized now. This face-to-face -face menju is the first part of the ceremony that, um, that happens still today. Um, um, he said, he saw me for the first time. And I think he means um, a couple of things. He saw me completely um, in that moment, or he saw my original face for the first time, the first moment that they met um, face to face, uh, transmitting Dharma, Buddha to Buddha. They both um, recognized each other for the first time. Dogen says, this is itself the holding up of a flower on Vulture Peak or attaining the marrow on Mount Song. That's the story of, of um, Bodhidharma transmitting to, um, 
um, Wei Ning. It occurs only in our teaching. Other people have not even dreamed of it. I, I don't know enough about other, other branches of Buddhism. Um, I'm sure in the Rinzai tradition, they do a very similar, they do a very similar uh, ceremony. Um, uh, Dogen originally trained in the in the uh, Tian in the um, Tendai school, and I don't know how they how they make teachers. Um, uh, becoming a teacher in the, in the current um, uh, insight meditation society is a different process. Um, and um, uh, so, so I think uh, Dogen, Dogen was, was meaning here this face-to-face, -face, two people establishing a relationship that is particular between Dogen and Tendo Nyojo, uh, between me and, and uh, Sobin Catherine Thanis, a particular relationship that is also about a relationship with all the ancestors and all the disciples all at once here in this moment. He's talking, Dogen is talking now about um, um, uh, Buddha and Mahakashyapa. Thousands of times Mahakashyapa had pounded his bones and crushed his body. His face was no longer his own. Thus he received the Tathagata's face by means of face-to-face transmission. It sounds kind of grisly, kind of violent, but I think it, it, it just pointed to, I, I don't think bones were broken or faces erased. I think, I think it means it's hard work to drop this well-studied ego um, that we all have to accept the face of the ageless, the beginningless and endless Tathagata from which uh, Mahakashyapa was asked to teach and to hold the Dharma. Um, uh, it was almost like uh, you had to make room um, for the the body of the Tathagata and the face of the Tathagata um, because we kind of fill ourselves up with ourselves. We fill ourselves up with our ego. And, and part of the, the training that we, that, we, that we all have here in, in, in this Zen center, in uh, the community of, the, of uh, Shakyamuni Buddha, uh, part of our practice um, is, is knowing this ego, knowing when this ego arises and separates us from our teachers, our other, our Dharma friends, our family, um, that separates us from, from the plants. Um, Steve uh, Palmasano is going to give a lecture at the at the um, uh, Earth Day on Saturday morning on um, how we've become separated from the plants, the animals, each other, the soil, the minerals. So, and it's our egos that, that, that we've been developing through our lifetime that, that puts a separation um, between us and all beings that, that, that makes us feel that we're not part of the whole works, but that we're watching 
the whole works from this kind of vaulted center of the universe, which is, which is us. So it takes a lot of work, um, uh, maybe not breaking bones or erasing faces, but it takes a lot of, a lot of work um, to um, drop this body and mind and, uh, and manifest uh, the Tathagata's face and body as we go about our, our daily lives. We have to pay attention. We have to know this ego well to, to be able to recognize it. And we have to know our true face. We have to know the Tathagata's face very well to know that, you know, that's, that's, that's um, the reality of our being is the Tathagata's face, is the Tathagata's body, is the mind of the Tathagata. We have to know it well um, um, because that's where, where the activity of saving all beings, that's where the activity of uh, intimacy and union uh, manifests from. We have to know it well. And, and this is the way Dogen chose to say it about some breaking bones, about working very hard to know it. Thus, he received the Tathagata's face by means of face-to-face -face transmission. Uh, here's the famous image of transmission. In thousands of millions of transmissions, the trunk and branches are one. Breaking an eggshell by pecking from the inside and outside at once. Two, two metaphors that, that all of this is, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the branch that Edie is perhaps branching off of the branch that is me uh, uh, who's, who's uh, giving the transmission. This is all uh, branched off of Catherine and, and Suzuki um, going uh, this tree that, uh, that keeps flowering generation after generation branch after branch with its um, trunk firmly planted in the mind and body, not only of uh, Shakyamuni Buddha, Buddha but, the, but all of the Buddhas before Buddha. This is, um, uh, it's, all, it's all one tree, it's all one substance. And this idea maybe that's a little more particular um, is, uh, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, maybe as, as I've been uh, uh, working with Edie, studying the, studying um, Dogen, studying uh, the Vimalakirti Sutra together, uh, as I've been sort of offering my understanding, that's me pecking from the outside of the shell at the same time uh, Edie's been studying, been teaching, um, uh, expressing her understanding, not only to me, but to the rest of the Sangha. She's been pecking from the inside. And, uh, and uh, uh, later this week, uh, in, in the middle of next week, that shell is going to burst open and, um, and there will be um, the first bud of the new branch, uh, there she'll be wearing her branch-colored robes, and um, and uh, this is all uh, great metaphors for for um, this transmission ceremony. The chicken and the egg, the branch and the tree trunk.
to see these Buddha ancestors, Dogen says, is to see Shakyamuni Buddha and all the other seven Buddhas before Buddha. Exactly at this moment, exactly at the moment that the, 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 the new branch appears, that the new chicken uh, hatches, exactly at this moment, Buddha ancestors are intimately transmitting to one another. Um, all the Buddhas and ancestors, all the disciples, um, uh, all of us studying the Dharma right now, and all of us, or, and all the all the Zen students that will be studying in ages to come, they're all expressing the Dharma and verifying to each other that blink of an eye, that Mona Lisa smile of, of, um, of I know this, I, I see that face as my face. All of that happens at exactly the same moment. It is transmitted from vine to vine without being cut. Uh, I, like, I like that image of, of um, uh, you know, we come to the Zen Center every day and we sit and we say that, uh, that Scott is over there and Sandra is over there and we take classes together. And at some point um, we realize that, oh, we're all one vine. We know each other's substance. We, we know this Dharma together. Um, this is a vine that we finally realize has, has, not, has not been two separate vines, but, but one vine that's never been, been cut. And then there's a, a timeless quality to this. At the time of bowing formally to Shakyamuni's face, the 51 Buddha ancestors and the seven Buddhas before Buddha are not present side by side or in one line even, but it is face-to-face -face transmission among all the Buddha ancestors at the same time. That's another restatement. You, 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 might, under, you might sort of think, well, where are all these Buddhas gonna, gonna sit? Are they gonna be in a line? Uh, uh, does does um, does Edie just bow to them one after the other uh, as they line up before her, or maybe they're maybe they're all in in uh, like we lined up for uh, the drinking fountain in, in grammar school, maybe in in one column, and they just kind of peel off one after the other in in front of her as she greets them and says, I know your face, I know your face. No, um, uh, uh, there's a little bit of a miracle going on here. They're just all here together all at once. And this, um, and it, it all happens in this great now, this timeless moment. It's, it's not about space or time. It is happening, um, it's, it's the, um, it's the peel of emptiness. It's that exquisite peel um, of emptiness that is, that is happening all in all time uh, right now and um, all in all space. Dogen says, I first bowed formally to my late teacher, old Buddha Tiantong, and received transmission face to face on this first day of the fifth month, the first year of Bao King era of great song 1225, and was thereby allowed to enter the inner chamber. And this is we make a special chamber in the Dokusan room. We cover it with uh, red, the inside with red cloth. 
Um, we do make a special chamber, but this, this chamber of, of knowing yourself fully, knowing your ego fully, knowing your true face fully, um, practicing in the world, living in the world, um, in this true face and body. Uh, this isn't a, uh, a special, a special room. It's, it's the room of reality. It's the room that um, we sit in uh, when we hear those three bells at six in the morning and at six in the evening. It's uh, the room, it's the space that we're in when we drop the ego and see the whole world as nothing but our original face, our true face and body. I was able to enact this face-to-face -face transmission by dropping away body and mind. And I've established this transmission practice here in Japan. And, um, and um, this uh, transmission practice was uh, brought to the United States by the, the earliest uh, Zen immigrants to the United States in the 17 and 1800s. And, um, and, uh, and this lineage, uh, this particular branch of uh, Dogen Zen was demonstrated to us by Suzuki Roshi starting in the late 50s and shown to us, continued on by, um, by uh, uh, Sobin Catherine Thanis. And now um, Edie is, um, is being entrusted with uh, the Dharma of the ageless, the begin beginningless Dharma, the endless Dharma is being entrusted um, to Edie. Uh, this great wave, wave after wave, generation after generation um, is a beautiful thing to think about, um, that this is the ocean of Dharma that we uh, are swimming in, that we are existing in. Um, and it, uh, uh, when was that first wave? Uh, will there ever be a last wave? We imagine that no matter what happens, the great seas will continue to wash the Dharma up to the shore. Maybe um, uh, we, we, can, we can say a few words. We, we, we've got a few minutes about this, this practice of making room for our true face and practicing with our true face. Uh, and the specific practice of, of, um, of be becoming a, a Zen teacher in a specific lineage, but the general practice that we've all had from beginningless time of just remembering our true self. Um, I, I know both uh, Rosie and Liz uh, witnessed uh, many of these transmission events in, uh, in living in Tassajara and other monasteries in our lineage. Uh, do you remember any of those, uh, Rosie or Liz? Liz. I would say I remember that it felt like a gift to the community to witness this um, week-long ceremony and the, the June does in the morning and at night. And uh, uh, I felt like the, you know, 
just like your talk tonight and bringing that consciousness to us all was, was just a real gift to kind of um, uh, feel, feel, feel the tradition, feel the, um, yeah, the, the deep connection between the, the teacher and the, the transmitted teacher and the, the new teacher. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Liz. Rosie. Yeah. Um, I echo Liz because that those those times were if I just feel the depth of the the very particular and yet you know huge, vast relationship between the two. Um, and the other thing I remember is how we were all embraced by it um, was that uh, at Green Gulch, where we lived, um, the, um, the ceremonies had to do with going around, um, I think I remember this, going around to all the altars um, and the, the sound of being inside the zendo the big, you know, huge barn there at Green Gulch, and listening to the to the sound of the bells as they were of the accompanying, um, um, you know, students, yeah, the ones accompanying the two. Mm -hmm. um, that was just that just filled the space like this with so much, you know, sweetness. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that vividly. Uh, Thank you, Patrick. You're just deepening it even more for, you know, for here and now. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Rosie. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I've just done one practice period at, at Tassajara and, and uh, was lucky enough to observe a, a transmission ceremony there. And, and you're right, it really does, even though it's going on with a specific, you know, person and, and, uh, and a specific teacher, it does feel like uh, this is all part of our family style. And, um, and, and knowing that the, the tradition that, that, that we, that we uh, have come to embrace is, uh, is carried on with this with this uh, ceremony, among among other uh, among our other ceremonies as well, but it was a, uh, a, a lovely to be a to be a part of that. And uh, and um, uh, I, I was I wasn't involved directly, but I got pulled in by by um, Vicky Austin a lot to help her arrange things and in the in the the rooms that was all happening so uh there was lots of room to uh to feel like uh you were a part of this and and um and then to hear uh the the new uh dharma heirs talk at the at the end of the and and Edie, of course will be going back to um to uh to canada but within a few weeks we'll have her zoom in as well and talk about the process and her practice, and uh, uh, to kind of complete complete all of that. There's Thank you. Kind of the, uh, the poignancy and surprise when they first put on the brown robe, and you know you're going to see them in the brown robe. But there's just something that's like really special when they come into the zendo in the brown robe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something fresh and something ancient at the same time. Yes. Any any other any other last uh, thoughts about this this process or questions about this process before we move to the the, the next thing? She sounds like a very wise and very keen person. Yeah, yeah, and, and you if you don't know her name, you 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 know her. Um, She's just not been around for a few years, but uh, a couple of years. But but you'd recognize her, and and uh, and she'll be around all of next week, sitting in the morning and the evening. So so um, so you'll recognize her, and you'll be able to 
say hello and congratulate her and, and uh, that's but, good. but but yeah, but, yeah yeah you you you've you've been around her and uh, both of you have been around each other for for several years um I see Mary and then I see Corrine uh, and we'll finish up in just a few minutes. Patrick, thank you. That was both very informative and very picturesque. I have always imagined, I still think that it takes enormous, enormous courage to wear the brown robe. Um, and I'm wondering if those of you who wear it felt that you were a little worried or a little frightened when you first did it? And did you feel like it took you a lot of courage or did you just do it because that was the path you were on? Um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, you, 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 you have plenty of time to, and plenty of training um, before you before you step into the role, and um, uh, I think it's like uh, like many of like you, you know all of us have sort of graduated from high school, and then you take on other responsibilities with with work or with family or with with more education. Uh, you, uh, if there's any courage at all to um, to to taking a step off the hundred foot pole, we've all done it, uh, you know, many many ways. So I I I I think um, the path was was um, was nicely prepared for me by um, by Catherine, and I'm I'm grateful for all the the, the training she gave me, and um, and uh, she still helps me out a lot when. Um, uh, as as we all negotiate this um, uh, warm jewel together, so uh, and and if you've got any any words, Jean, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you've been thinking um, of of an answer for that, I would echo you to say um, it takes courage for all of us just to get out of bed in the morning and start our day. So it's it's not a unique kind of courage and. My experience is that it's a very humbling thing to put on this road daily. Were you able to hear me, Mary? That was very, if you're speaking to me, that was very difficult to understand you. I'll come closer to the microphone. That's good. To say that for all of us, it takes courage just to get out of bed in the morning and do our lives. It's not a different kind of courage. Okay. And, and for me, it's a humbling experience to put on this robe daily. Corrine. Is the Sangha invited to any of the, any part of the ceremony? Or is this by invitation? Well, um, it's by invitation to, to the extent that there's just two of us in the ceremony. And uh, so it's, it's uh, sort of witnessed, it, it's witnessed around. Um, uh, Liz is, is helping put things together. Uh, where, where did you go? Where did the two of you go? Oh, there, there you are. Um, and maybe you can uh, check in with Liz to, to see if there's um, there's any any part of the support that, that, that you'd like that like to participate in. The support is uh, helping Edie by uh, carrying a kobaku for chip intents, and also their support of preparing some meals next week. And then traditionally, we all participate by listening to the Dharma talk after the ceremony. But it is kind of unique that it's uh, you hear you hear these processions going around, but there isn't other participation by the community. 
but if you, um, yeah, anybody can contact me um, if they would like to help with the uh, incense carrying or, or cooking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you all. May we continue to experience wave after wave of Dharma that we are helping to push into shore for the sake of all beings. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I am not